What's up, Prop Nation? It's your boy John here today, back with another Thursday night preview this week between the Seattle Seahawks, my Seattle Seahawks. They're traveling to Arlington to play the Dallas Cowboys. And man, I, you know, I got to say, like, if it wasn't enough to see one serving of Seattle getting pummeled in primetime, why not go round two? Thanks, NFL. That's great. So Cowboys are sitting at currently nine point favorites up to nine and a half. And the over under is 46 and a half for uh, as well. Which is a nice big number that we like to see in these primetime games where unders have been a plenty. Um, our Thursday night football record was still recovering from that Bengals Joe Burrow injury that set us back in a couple of prop bets, but we're sitting at 34 and 18 for Thursday night for the season. So that's 65%, which is really annoying. You know, I really enjoyed being up around 70%, but. Uh, it's a volatile game that we play. Please like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, really helps us out. Follow us. We're back on TikTok. Follow us on Instagram and uh, Twitter X as well. Would be really, really helpful to what we're trying to create here. Hopefully you're enjoying the content as well. Getting back to this game though. Um, weather. Weather's going to be really nice in Texas. Doesn't matter because they're playing indoors. But if you're going to be in the uh, general Texas area, uh, enjoy. Injuries to look out for. Gino's still dealing with this uh, elbow injury that he's been that he sustained, you can tell it affected him last week against the 49ers. Not that playing the 49ers really helped in that space. And then the other one is Ken Walker. We don't actually know what the status of Ken Walker is at this time. I'm expecting it to be another Zach Charbonnet suit up in this place. But to be honest, once we get to the bets, you'll see um, it doesn't really make a difference for me whether it's Ken Walker or Zach Charbonnet. I'm mostly going to be betting the unders here, particularly for Seattle. Let's look at DVOA real quick. And the Cowboys are fourth best, highest ranked uh, DVOA team in the league. Their offense is sitting around 10th, which is actually surprising. I thought it'd be a bit higher than that. Uh, but I guess it adjusts. It does adjust for schedule. The defense is sitting around third, though. So that's obviously why I can see they're doing so well. Seahawks are sitting at 17th. That's going to be a bit of a worry. Offense is at 19th. And defense is at 21. And I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, well, hang on. If the offense is 19 and the defense is 21, how are they 17th best? Well, that's because their special teams is actually ranked 7th. So hopefully this is why – I think this is why they say no Seahawks game is ever normal. It's probably for this exact reason that uh, it always comes down to maybe like a, a special teams play for the Seahawks. Really, really strange. All right, let's jump into the ticket. Let's look at these two team defenses and how they've matched up over the season so far. We'll start with the Dallas Cowboys who have been playing some absolutely lights out football. I, for one, am terrified for my Seahawks because you can see the only quarterbacks who have had success in the passing game against the Cowboys defense is Sam Howell last week. We were we were not on the over for Sam Howell. We were, we, oh, sorry, we were not on the under, I meant to say. We were not on the under because the number was 250. And given how much Sam Howell has been throwing, I actually thought he could make it over, and he did. And the only other quarterback to do that this season has been Brock Purdy in week five in that matchup. So props to Sam Howe playing some big game football. It was a tricky spot for him, but he overcame it. Gino, on the other hand, I don't think Gino can overcome it, especially with the elbow injury. His line's sitting at around 225. Uh, I'm probably keen to bet the unders there, but we'll have a look at that when we get to it. For the running backs... I'm looking at scrimmage here. Like I was saying, insert Seahawks running back here. I'm taking the under on the scrimmage. Uh, only one player was James Conner in week three in that weird game where Arizona beat the Cowboys um, in Glendale. 
He's been the only player to have success in the scrimmage game uh, against the Cowboys. And then it's not too dissimilar for the receiving options as well. Wide receivers, ones have been shut down, twos have been shut down. Uh, last week, I think it was Jahan Dotson did have a fairly good game. So that was nice to see. Tight ends as well in receptions, shut down. Seahawks use a lot of 21 personnel and two tight end sets. Uh, but they do spread it as well. We haven't seen much out of Noah Fant this season. So I'm looking at some unders for Noah Fant when it comes to it. Uh, moving over to the Seattle side of things, and it's actually not too dissimilar, which is why I'm kind of surprised that the number is 46.5 for the over-under because they've also been doing a really, really good job at shutting down opposing quarterback passing. The only quarterback to have success, Sam Howe, in uh, Week 10 again. So and that was sitting around 260, which he smashed over. The other one was that Cleveland game, and I can't remember who was quarterbacking for Cleveland I thought it was PJ Walker. I don't think it was though, but it, it slipped my mind. I apologize. Um, but other than that, since uh, after the first couple of weeks of the season, basically after the bye week, Seahawks have really put a good defense together. Having said that, not in the run game. The run game has been abysmal for Seattle. Pretty much all running backs have had success, particularly in scrimmage yards area. So every running back since week seven has managed to go over. Joe Mixon couldn't. Um, that was a bit of a weird game, bit of a low-scoring game for Seattle. But Saquon went over as well. Um, David Montgomery went over as well. So a lot of success for running backs against the Seahawks. And then getting to the receiving options as well. So this is where I kind of worry about C.D. Lamb, particularly with the receptions, is um, he and Dak had linked up for a few weeks really, really well. They looked like they were unbeatable at one point. But in the last two weeks, uh, they've really slowed down that, and, and Brandon Cooks has actually started to come alive. But both wide receiver one option and two option against the Seattle defense, against Rick Woolen, against Devin Witherspoon, has struggled they have found success in some areas, but for the most part have struggled. So potentially looking to either stay away or bet some unders there. But Ferg Daddy, Jake Ferguson, our Lord and Ferguson saviour, uh, we might look at some receiving overs, even though he sort of struggled in recent weeks. But these um, the Seahawks linebackers in Bobby Wagner kind of feel like the game's starting to pass him by. Similar with Jordan Brooks. Very athletic linebacker, but I just I don't know if he's all that at stopping uh, opponent running back tight end options as well in that space. But let's jump over to the quarterbacks now. We'll start with Dak, and as you can see, he's had a very very good season. He's playing some lights out football at the moment, which is great to see because I'm a big big Dak fan over here. I don't know if Sully is. I, I think he's not a huge Dak guy. Maybe he is. Maybe maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. Passing, though, so week 11, he wasn't able to get over there. But every other week, pretty much, he's had a really good passing record game. And um, touchdowns as well. Over one and a half passing touchdowns has been a really, really good bet for Dak as well, particularly when they play at home. I really like when the Cowboys play at home. Dak plays really well. He really turns it on. So we like over passing yards for Dak. Right now it's sitting around 270. And we like over one and a half passing touchdowns as well. Probably stay away from the attempts. He doesn't necessarily always need the attempts to get his props. Um, and rushing is not really Dak's thing, although he can turn it on if the lanes open up for him. Uh, looking at Gino now really quickly as well. So like I mentioned at the top of the show, his line this week is sitting around 225. In recent weeks, it's been around 250, 260. He's really struggled there. He did sustain the elbow injury. He's playing a really tough defense. I don't expect him to have a huge game. 
Um, I think that even the Seahawks might try to rely on the run game, and I think they're going to have a, a struggling time there as well. So mostly unders if you can get them for the quarterbacks for Geno um, and the Seahawks running backs, who we'll get to in a second. If we move to Tony Pollard now for Cowboys running backs, this is a really, really tricky one because he's had a shocking season. He's had a really, really bad season. Between weeks four and week 11, he has not managed to hit his rushing prop once. It's been all unders. It's sat anywhere from 70 up to 75, but even 65, he has not been able to get them up until last week. And the difference was that Washington has not been able to stop running backs in any capacity. We actually bet the over the scrimmage. And we got it. It was it got up to 93 in the end. I was still comfortable with it, and he did get it, which is nice to see uh, Tony Pollard turn it around. And Seahawks are in a similar position to Washington where they can't stop the run. The number now is at 85 currently. Uh, if you have a look on points bet or tab here in Australia or sports bet, we're getting a really, really nice number there. So 85 I'm comfortable with. I think he'll probably go over that again. I don't want to bet just the single soul rushing or receiving. It's like I said in weeks past, when it's Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, these types of pass-catching running backs, I like to uh, take the scrimmage because they'll usually hit over their uh, receiving total, um, usually. And then also if you can get a good number for the uh, rushing, that also really helps as well if they have a good game. As far as Rico Dowdle goes, I am not looking at anything there, although I do understand he's had some fairly good weeks in recent memory. And then, like I said at the top of the show, looking at these Seahawks running backs, whether it's Ken Walker, even if he does play, I'm not betting any overs. I'm betting unders for scrimmage is the way I want to attack it. Um, and same with Zach Charbonnet. Tough spot for him last week against the 49ers. I didn't expect him to have success, and he didn't. Um, and the reason I like to bet scrimmage unders is because not only are you getting the under the rushing rushing prop, you also get that nice buffer of passing as well if they're not too involved in the passing game. So that you can tack on 20 yards to a 60-yard rush, and all of a sudden you're up to like 80 yards that you can bet the scrimmage under. It's a really nice cushion, uh, which is why I usually like to bet unders in scrimmage in that particular area for, for more. Uh, less pass catching running backs in that spot. Let's jump over now to the wide receivers. Okay, and we'll start off with CeeDee Lamb. And like I was saying, so there was a few weeks there between week six and week 10 where he and Dak were really playing well together. They were linking up very nicely, having some huge games. He was on a historical pace. It's kind of faded away a little bit. I don't know if they're resting him or what the deal is. Maybe they just didn't need him. Maybe they felt like with the teams they were playing against, they didn't need him too much. We did see that the Cowboys in DVA are 10th because they have had a fairly light schedule. Um, but in his place, Brandon Cooks has been playing Really, really well. Really happy to see with how he's going over the um, back half of the season so far. So maybe there could be something there. But like we said at the top of the show, it's a tricky spot for both receiver one option and two option against the Seahawks who have been shutting them down. But Ferg Daddy, we were looking at Ferg Daddy. He has not gone over three and a half the last two weeks, but he has had three receptions. So if he could just hold one more and that'd be nice. And then the three weeks prior to that, he was playing really well. He was getting over the receiving total. Um, like I said, Seahawks have a tough time against tight ends as well. So I think this could be a really nice spot. We know Dak loves relying on tight ends. 
to the point where they do have three tight ends that they rely on. But I feel good about Ferg Daddy here in this spot. And we'll finish off with the Seahawks receivers as well. Starting with DK Metcalf. Again, the number's about 60 and a half receiving yards at this stage. I don't really want to bet over that. I understand he has been playing fairly well up until last week. He did struggle as well against the 49ers. The one that I do really like the look of is Tyler Lockett under 50 and a half receiving yards is what you can get it at the moment. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba has actually been way more involved in this offense of late. There's been a few games where he's actually been the leading receiver for the Seahawks as well. DK has still been hanging around, but it's come at the cost of Tyler Lockett in a lot of spots. Tyler Lockett's sort of becoming more of like a deep option if the lanes are open for him in the middle of the field for Geno. So um, I fully expect Jackson Smith and Jigba to sort of start ascending and be the uh, two for DK's one. And then Tyler Lockett sort of seems to be fading away. But the last one that I wanted to look at was Noah Fant on the receiving, sorry, the receptions, the catches. He has not had more than two catches in a game since week three. If he's sitting at two and a half, it could be a good spot to bet the under there for Noah Fant. I know the Seahawks like to run a lot of 21 personnel and two tight end packages, and they do spread it around between Will Disley and Kobe Parkinson and Noah Fant. So maybe you could get a good number here where it's going to be a bit of a tough spot for Seattle. Okay, that's going to do it for another show this week. Thanks for watching our Thursday night preview between the Seahawks and the Cowboys. Please like and subscribe to this if you're enjoying the content. That really, really helps us out. You can follow us on TikTok, uh, Instagram, and YouTube as well. And let's go over the ticket one last time. We've got Dak over 270 passing. Dak over one and a half touchdowns. We've got Seattle running back, whoever it is, under scrimmage. We really like that number. Tony Pollard, we've got over his scrimmage. Um, He's in a good spot against the Seahawks run defense. And I've got here Tyler Lockett under receiving, but I actually think I prefer Ferg Daddy over three and a half receptions. So use your best judgment, but I will go over my cheekies as well. Geno under 225 passing. That's like a cheeky one you could throw in. Or DK Metcalf under 60 receiving. CD Lamb under six and a half. It's a bit risky. I hate betting against CD. He's such a good player. Um, and then Lockett under 50 and a half receiving or Ferg Daddy over three and a half receptions as well. Thank you for watching the show. Big thank you to the Crease Rule as well. One of our favorite bands from Toronto. Thanks for letting us use your song Sitting Ducks as you're probably listening to it now. If you like it, go check them out. They're a great band. We'll be back with the Sunday slate. Sully will be here with his top favorite picks and mine as well. We'll have some really good content for you. Go Seahawks. I uh, don't think it's going to happen. We'll catch you next week. I got a